There are a bunch of other bandits, like I say, in the trees. You can see they're not, they haven't climbed the trees. They're just kind of hidden amongst the woods. You can see one's got like a real nasty scar covering his left eye. There is a um, another guy with kind of really long, greasy hair, which is kind of brushed out of his face, but looks like it gets in the way quite a lot. You can see there is a woman with kind of a fairly long ponytail and then another woman who's kind of shaved off her hair. And they're kind of hiding in the woods, all in the same tatty military garb with crossbows. Derek, you have come back on one hit point. You are 15 feet away from uh, the leader and the uh, ginger woman. Okay. Now, I only have one hit point, so I'm probably going to use my lay on hands as my action to heal myself, um, which can be a total of five. So you're going to give yourself five, five hit points? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, do you chant anything as you do it? Do you kind of, how, what do you look like when you do lay, lay on hands? Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> just rub your nipples. <laughs> Please make it like a Michael Jackson, like. <laughs> well, I don't want to make it too sexual because I'm going to have to touch you guys with it at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I imagine if, if, it's for, if, if it's for Derek's self, what came to mind is, for some fucking reason, have you seen, you know, Dodgeball? Yes. You know, in the bad guys... Ben Stiller and those, yeah, they get onto the pitch and they <laughs> tap their chest twice and go, tsh, boom, tsh. <laughs> I do that two hit points as I tap my chest and then as I hiss, three more. Oh, oh the Cobras. Yeah. Love you it. You channel on Bahamut as you kind of stand up, boom, boom, as you get filled with kind of holy vitality. Maybe worth mentioning, if you get within melee range of them, mm. their ranged attacks will have disadvantage. Um, oh, but they cool. will be able to attack. But they do look like they've got swords on their hips, but that means we'll have to drop their crossbows. I'm going to have to pull it out. I guess you're kind of weighing up. If you get up to them, it'll be harder to hit with crossbows. They're going to have to resort to swords, but it's up to you what you would rather do. Okay. I'm going to go up to the leader. Is he the closest to me? Yeah. You can't attack this time, but you can go up to him. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go up to the leader and get, get right in his face. <sighs> yeah. There's your hulking dragon form. As you kind of do your chant, filling yourself with kind of uh, holy energy, you would come up to him. You're kind of standing above, with like a foot above him as he kind of stares at you. Excellent. That is your turn. Then it is Zaga. I'll Eldritch Blast again at the ginger woman. Nice. Yeah. Go for it. Roll to attack. That is a six. Uh, a six in total. Yes. You feeling pretty high high over stuff. You extend your quill for your second attack. Eldritch Bass firing over. And you watch as kind of little woman crossbow looking very scared of Derek. <laughs> kind of sees you at the last minute and kind of ducks out of the way as your magical energy courses. I, I like the head. idea she was still writing notes up until the last second. Like, oh, yeah, she actually keeps writing. Oh, fuck. And you fire off. You look down your book and there's a big line that you've drawn up your yeah. page from uh, kind of going up to cast it. I imagine that the quill's probably gone through the page, like yeah. torn it. Is there anything for me to take cover behind? Um, there are kind of like walls either side. So if you uh, went and crouched by one of the walls, I would say you would have total cover from two of the crossbow wielders, but no one else. I will do that. You kind of you sprint to one side of the road, making yeah. you, you're now within thirty feet of them, and you kind of tuck behind yeah. uh, the wall, giving yourself full cover from I'll say the person with the scar and the kind of person with the long greasy hair. Yeah. Cool. Um, yes. Thank you. Incredible. It is the bandits' turns. Um, the uh, two bandits next to you clearly panicking drop their crossbows pull them out and try to attack you Derek when they both miss both of them are going to start to run uh, further down the path away from me away from you you can get an attack of opportunity against one of them if you would like yeah I'll take that attack that's a nat one oh okay Unfortunately, as they kind of run away, you try to attack with your sword, but they both managed to dive out of the way. In fact, to be fair, you weren't expecting them to run. You kind of yeah. got them, they <laughs> ran away, you're like, no, fuck, as they kind of start to sprint away. I wanted to kill you. <laughs> you fuck. Can you give me an inside check? Yep. Yeah. 11. 
11. Uh, the guy, the kind of leader guy looks really, he's kind of as he's running away, looking at the guy that you killed. No, that Valna killed, like, uh, panicked. Looks really upset. Then the guys in the forest, two of them, again, in fact, they're going to try and take you down again because you are problematic. Uh, that is a crit. Uh, you take um, 12 points of piercing damage. So putting you onto, back onto zero. So you're back in death saves as a crossbow bolt <laughs> fires and hits you. Whoop, down I go. Uh, and then <laughs> one of the crossbow bolts comes for you, Valna. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. 16 armor class. That means to, to beat it. Yep. A crossbow bolt strikes you as you take six points of piercing damage. That was from the person kind of long, long greasy hair. And they shout to you, That was for Steve, you fuck! That is those two bandits. Then there's two bandits which are going to attack you, Zaga. Zaga, that, your armor class is 13, right? So is this where so. we all die and he has to reanimate us? Uh, yeah, the, yes. <laughs> That's how we continue. We're all zombies. <laughs> I've got to go back home and uh, get a new adventuring party. <laughs> you take uh, four points of piercing damage. I think four? Yeah. I'm down. Okay. <laughs> Zaga and Derek are now down. Belmont's turn. I am going to take a swig of alcohol. Okay. Uh, start chanting, you know, like Gandalf would, when he mm-hmm. talks to Moff. You see like a green sheen over my eyes. Green fog spurts from my mouth, surrounds me again and imbues me with false life. False life does. It gives me extra hit points. Uh, like temporary hit points. Yeah, eight temporary hit points. Nice. nice. Good. I am going to say, wait. Does this have to come to this over a little bit of gold? Uh, give me a persuasion check. Uh, that's only a 15. Um, if you shout that, the, the leader shouts, lay down your weapons, give us the gold, and it'll be fine. Then I'm going to say it's Nathan's turn. Nathan runs up to Derek and is going to expend another use of his healer's kit. He has a healer's feet, so he can do real good healing. You come back on nine hit points. And as you kind of come back in, again, he's bandaging you up again. He shouts in your face, heal Zaga. Uh, and then he's going to run over to Zaga. Um, that is his turn. It is back to the top. Valner. Okay. So I'm going to look into the, the look at the, the greasy-haired guy. Mm-hmm. said, oh, I'm sorry you missed your friend Steve. Shall I bring you back to him? Oh, <laughs> um, And I'm going to draw my longbow and shoot. Different. Aiming for his chest. Negotiations. Negotiations were short. Okay. Eleven misses. Your arrow courses past through the trees. Okay. Um, as a bonus action, I want to use my second wind. I think I can use that. Yeah, I can yep. use it as a bonus action, which means I regain 1d10 plus 1 HP. Six. Nice, beautiful. You kind of, like, take a deep breath, kind of collecting yourself together, ready to go on with the fight. Uh, Derek, you are conscious on nine hit points. What would you like to do? So the two bandits are still running away from me? Uh, yes, they are now 30 feet away. So I could get to them? Yes, you could get to them and attack them this turn. I'm going to run up to them as they're running away. Okay. Sorry, Nathan. I won't be healing anyone at the moment. And I'm going to charge up to directly behind the two that are running away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my breath weapon for a second time. Uh, hell yeah. So I need to make dexterity saves. Uh, DC 13, I think we said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main guy fails, and then the ginger woman, she succeeds again. So roll a d10. Is this a zero or a ten? You fucking hell, yeah, it is. Ten. Um, <laughs> you open your maw as the kind of like the sonic uh, breath weapon radiates out towards the two of them. And you just watch as every bone in their body breaks as they fall to the ground dead. Do you stay where you are? Do you run back to the party? What do you do? On your next turn, you could try and stabilize Zaga. So you could give her, like, make a medicine check and stop her from bleeding out. 
or you can get ready to take out more of the attackers, I guess. I'm going to run over to Zaga and yep. do a medicine check to try and stop her from bleeding out. Beautiful. You get 10 foot closer. To get to Zaga, you're probably going to need it's probably another 30 feet. So on your next turn, you can get to her and try and stabilize it if no one's fixed it by then. Go. Okay, cool. Zaga. I'm going to make a death save for you, Zaga. First death save of the campaign. Right, once again, you are still alive. That is problematic for everybody involved, and they're going to try and stop that being the case as crossbow bolts fly for you. Your armor class is what, sorry? 18. Do you have a shield? Yes. Cool. Uh, that is a miss. That is a miss. That is a crit. <gasps> what the hell's going on with these bad three, three crits. I know. How many hit points you got left? Nine. You now have zero. As a crossbow bolt, another one. You are getting porcupine. A crossbow bolt, as you start charging towards Zaga, takes you out and you go down to ground again. Hello, floor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friend. Um, it's going to go for Valna. That is a 13. Nope. As it strikes your leather armor, getting stuck. I'm imagining it's the greasy-haired guy that's shooting for uh, me. Yeah, oh, yeah. We've, we've the greasy-haired guy wants you dead. Yeah. Uh, the arrow kind of strikes your leather armor and falls to the ground. I imagine he just looks like Daryl from The Walking Dead. Yes, that's the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They are going to back off further into the woods. So they're now 70 feet away. Belmont's turn. So how many bandits are they left? Uh, there are four. Is the leader still alive or are they dead? No, he's dead. He got killed by Derek's breath weapon. He got breathed. There is someone with a wicked scar down the face, a guy with long, greasy hair who seems very sad that Valna killed Steve. There is a woman with a kind of like hip-length ponytail, and then there is a woman with like really close crop shaved hair. I'm going to go for scar and grease hair. By doing what? And I'm going to like make it uh, raise my hand in surrender, and then I'm going to start swirling them round. I imagine it's like like to bring all the moisture from the grass and I'm going to cast twin spell so I can target both of them and I'm going to cast chill touch what's the range on chill touch 120 feet 120 feet so these skeletal hands hurricane towards them and through them roll to attack I hope this works because I did a lot of describing then so the dice don't care about your role play but I do nat one that will miss oh fuck (laughs) second one so I'll use Should we actually use pressure for this one? Yes, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. I would roll two D20s at the same time because otherwise it feels bad if you roll good on the first one. Okay, so that's a 17. 17 will hit. Do you? So I, I imagine, did the first one go for who? Who did the first one go for? Uh, the first one went for Scar. So this one's going for the guy with the long greasy hair. Yeah, beautiful. I'm, how many nat ones do we roll? I rolled so combat? many nat we're getting, 20s. We're getting them all out the way uh, yeah, now. Yeah, I'm getting all my nat 20s out the yeah. way. It's fine. And then when we're trying to barter for drinks in the tavern tonight, <laughs> yeah, <be> <laughs> if we survive. I think Derek's going to need a drink. Uh, so it's 1d8 necrom- uh, necrom- uh, ne- necrotic damage. Necrotic. 1d8 necrotic damage. That's two. Uh, two necrotic damage. Uh, your skeletal hands chase through the woods after these two bandits as they try to sprint away. Uh, one of them kind of catches the chest of the greasy head guy, and you see kind of his life gets slightly drawn from him, um, but he's, he's still standing. But he can't regain hit points. It is um, Nathan's turn. Nathan is going to run and try and stabilize you, but he's not going to use a... Sorry. Nathan's going to run and try and stabilize Zaga. He's not going to use a healer's kit because he's burning through them. So he's going to just attempt a medicine check. Um... Ah, you're stable. Okay, so... You're no longer in death saves. So you're just unconscious. Back to the top, it is Valna. Okay, um, so they're running away, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to run and try and stabilize Derek. Just that they're not, they're still, they're not fleeing, they're kind of backing up. 
Oh, they're I thought still, they were fleeing. Yeah, no, they're still... Oh, well, in that case, I'm going to keep attacking Greasy Head. Yeah, yeah, can I retrofit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I realised... Sorry, yes. you can wait. <laughs> they're, they're backing off, not fleeing. They're definitely going to still keep taking shots. 11. 11 misses, I'm afraid. This is you going fi- horribly. You fire an arrow after the kind of like long greasy haired guy um, uh, completely missing. Then it is... Derek. Derek. Okay. Death save for Derek. Then it is Zaga. No death saves for you. No, thank you. Then it is the bandits. Oh, this is going so badly. <laughs> yeah, the greasy haired guy panics when he sees the magic and fires a crossbow bolt at you. That is a 10 to hit. And then the Scar guy, that's a 16 to hit. Yeah. You take three points of piercing damage. Cool. And then the other two are probably pretty scared of the magic as well, so they both fire at you. That is one six and one dirty 20. So that is another two points of piercing damage as crossbow bolts start to fire at you, kind of some of them bouncing off your magical armor, some piercing their way through. Cool. <laughs> they do start to move back in again. Now people have been taking out the fight, they start to menace their way back in again. So they're now 40 feet away again. Uh, it is then your turn, Belmont. Uh, so are they kind of on a slope in the forest? Yeah, slight slope. Can I cast Mold Earth to kind of create a little landslide so they kind of lose balance, trip, and come towards us from their perch? Hmm. So uh, I would say you can make it difficult to rain, um, but you probably can't trip them up. Okay, seems pointless with crossbows. Just uh, We're going to yeah. do chill, touch, and greasy Chill, touching, greasy. Chill, touching, greasy. 12. 12 hit. Woo! Fuck's sake. That's another one damage to him. Oh, my God. Pinky once, fingers. Once again, these kind of skeletal claws reach out. Look, I'll be honest, you've not done a lot of practical casting. A lot nope. of your stuff is theory. So you're kind of trying to get to grasp with this, and you kind of see the skeletal claw just kind of gets there and strokes and takes yeah. some of his life. Um, that is your turn, and this is Nathan's turn. Just kill them, Nathan. Yeah, you say that, and he goes... Um, fine. Nathan runs towards the hedge, at, towards the wall, and kind of hides amongst the shrubbery. Valna, you're up. How far is Greasy Hair Dude from me? No. 40 feet. Right, that's... Oh, mm. All right, then, I guess I'll get my longbow on him again. Cool. Do you want to start moving towards them? Yeah. So you can get within 10 feet and longbow him. Yeah, I'll, I'll go 10 feet further. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like 25 Absolutely. feet away. So you start running, you vault over this little dry stone wall, get close, fire your bow. 23. That will hit. Okay, that's an 8. Awesome. You sprint towards him, pull your bow, fire, boom, straight in the chest. He goes down, dead. You can be with Steve again now. <laughs> Tell Steve I say hello. <laughs> um, nice. Then it is Derek. Derek, you're still in death sense, right? Snoring. Cool. Then it is Zaga. You are unconscious. Then it is the bandits again. There is only three left. Valna, you came quite close to one of them. You're within 10 mm-hmm. feet of them, and they run. They drop their crossbow, run towards you with a scimitar, and they're going to try and attack you. Okay. That is a 22 to hit. Yeah. You take two points of slashing damage. And then the two women on the other side are going to go for Belmont. A 14 and a 22. 22 hits. So you take uh, nine points of piercing damage. Oh, Christ, on a cracker. <laughs> uh, which, I guess, knocks you unconscious. Nope. What? Oh, Temporary hit points. You um, get struck by this arrow. It kind of pushes through your magical protections. And does it knock any of your normal hit points? Yeah. Yeah. So it pushes through the temporary and strikes you, cutting your chest. I'm on three hit Incredible. points. Incredible. Uh, three, veritable luxury. Derek's on zero. <laughs> uh, and Zag is on zero, but Derek is in a more precarious situation. Um, nice. Then it is your turn, Belmont. 
Uh, right. I've got no healing. Yeah, I was going to say, there's not... You're not many... Stabilizing. Uh, yeah. At this point, it's risk everything or... Yeah, it's very make or break moment. I'm going to try chill hand again Short on Scarface. Again. Nice, roll to attack. Come on. Oh, yeah, that hits. That's 22. Yeah, hell yeah. Come Come on. On. Actually roll well on this D10. I'm, I'm going to really push into myself, tear, snap some of the bone, Ooh. grind it up in it, and cast it back. Beautiful. How much damage, sorry? Four. Four. Uh, who were you firing that at? Uh, Scarface. And at this point, I'm going to get behind the wall. Yeah, fair enough. That will give you total cover from... Do you want, do you want total cover from Scarface or the two women? Two women. Beautiful. So you get yeah, nice. You kind of duck against the wall. Um, Nathan pulls out his bow. He's going to fire at the guy with the scar. He has advantage because he is hidden. He hits and he gets to do his sneak attack damage. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Uh, for a total of... Oh, my God. Nathan pulls out his short bow, leans up, strikes arrow, strikes the guy with the scar in the face, and he goes down dead. Hey. Is that the guy I was near? Uh, yes. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Great, because now I won't have an attack of opportunity if I try and come <laughs> Will you allow me to shout? You're outnumbered now. Uh, I will. Give me a intimidation check. Surrender or die. 16. 16. You see the two bandits that are left kind of look at each other and look back, and you can see they look nervous. And it's now Balna. I'm going to run over to Derek and try and stabilize him. Nice, give me a medicine check. Derek's just... <laughs> bleeding profusely from the chest. 17. 17, you are stable, no longer in death saves. You'd had two successful saves, though, so you're, oh, you're nice. okay. It's the bandits' turns. The bandits uh, dash. They run away and further into the woods. Good choice, or you'd be on my slab. Don't come back, please. We're out of combat. You have defeated the bandits. And there are five corpses. Nathan, I thought you said these people were professionals. They spend a lot of time on their backsides. You see, Nathan, uh, Nathan's kind of run around to check Zagger and Derek are okay, stands up. I said, who were these people? Mm. Yep. You spent a lot of time looking after yourself, not to speak ill of the unconscious, but they did most of the damage here. You True. spent a lot of time looking after yeah, yourself. He did there. kill quite a few people. Yeah, I was going to Derek. <laughs> so Derek, you'll be unconscious for four hours. Zaggy will be unconscious for two hours. Nathan takes a deep breath and says, I think we should probably set up camp. Yes, that is probably a good idea. Let's get set up. Hmm, shall we see if these bandits have any supplies that may help heal ourselves or at least feed us for the night. You find on the person a total of 10 gold, 17 silver and 35 copper. You also, on Steve, you find a small knife and carved into the wooden handle are the initials SP. You also find a letter on the leader. Can I read said letter? The, the letter is clearly addressed to kind of leader of this group. The guy was called Arnold. And the letter seems to be from a um, a partner or a spouse, you're not sure. Uh, and it seems to be asking them how the war is going and when they will be home. I've seen these are deserters, not just common bandits. Screw it up and throw it over my shoulder. Oh, you are cold. <laughs> he is a necromancer. Yeah, We've no, chill but touch. still. They um, just tried to kill us with a lot of crossbow bolts. I've <laughs> never been shot before. My mood is a bit iffy. Um, yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, eventually, you guys all 
wake up uh, from being unconscious. As you kind of come round, you see Nathan's been um, kind of setting up camp and has got a nice fire going. You find yourself sat by it. And he's like, oh, you're both awake. You feeling all right? You took quite a beating. Especially you, Derek. Are you both all right? Was that a big hero? What happened? You took out several of them. Um, uh, saved us pretty well. Um, two fled. So we, the, we, we, we got rid of most of them. Um, so yes, you were a big old hero. Well done. I knew it. <laughs> and Zach, are you okay? She's just kind of like holding her head like, I don't know what happened. Did anybody take any notes for me? Well, you were, you, well, you weren't down for too long, so you didn't miss too much. I can fill you in. Generally, we got fiddled with a lot of crossbow bolts and suffered quite intense wounding. Well, you spent quite a lot of time not doing anything. I was covering myself. As a wizard, I do not have much combat experience, so self-preservation comes into effect. And you brought your student along and... She volunteered. Can I suggest perhaps you cast mage armor on yourself first thing in the morning so we don't have to worry about this in the future? These people are the professionals. I have no idea who's meant to be ambushing me and who's a friendly guard. Again, you brought your student along and now you're lecturing her on not being a professional. What if they bring more people with them? Like, surely there's more of them somewhere. If we've left them alive and... Well, they were wearing military uniforms. What if they brought the whole army? Yeah, so obviously there must be more somewhere. They obviously now know we are enemies of them. What happens if we come across them again? Surely if we had killed them all, then no one would know it was us that had killed them. But they now know who we are and where we are and what we are capable or not so capable of doing. Let's move down the road, at least for an hour or two more. Uh, how about foraging? Uh, well, we've got some rations. I mean, I've got some rations. Did you not bring food? Yes. I have a pasty that my mum made, if you'd like one. Okay. <laughs> I'll just pull it out my satchel. So it's wrapped in, like, little cloth with a little bow tied up. <laughs> my nanny used to make ones just like this. Sorry, did you say nanny? My nanny, yes, yeah. nanny. You had a nanny? I have a nanny. She's just not here. Na- How old are you? Why? What's a nanny? Um, he's anyone else going foraging with Derek? How many hit points does Derek have in the one? Moment? He's got one hit point. Yes. I Derek think we should, should sleep. Probably stick to yeah. rations. And yeah, I'll stick to stick to the pasty and um, and have a good, nice, long rest. Beautiful. I imagine with the pasty as well. Like Derek just sniffs it, takes like a little nibble, goes, Whew, and then just all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a long snout, can fit it all and in then, as you rest in the yeah. bottom jaw. <laughs> I like to think before bed, I'm looking through these corpses, like opening the mouth, seeing dental hygiene. Oh, God. Seeing how uh, the war has affected their physique. Are they malnourished? Is there like a difference to the people out of the city compared to the people who live in the city? Give me an investigation check. Valna, you're proficient in survival, aren't you? Yeah. Did you want to help set up camp? Sure. Can you give me a survival check? Investigation is 23. Nice. 24 for survival. 24 for survival. Where were these rolls for combat? Told you. Okay, together you and um, Nathan set up camp. We're using a different rule set for this game where it's a version of gritty realism where you can, essentially, if you have a particularly rough day, you may get not get a long rest. When you have a big sleep, you might just get a short rest. I'm assuming everyone's going to take a watch. Yeah. Awesome. So you all uh, settle up camp settle down for the night, keeping a watch to see if you see any bandits. Um, uh, what did my little research oh, God, discover? Yeah. You look at the corpses and you investigate them. Looks like these people have been living rough for quite a while. You see that, like, no one's got great teeth, but these guys aren't looking to particularly healthy. 
But you can also tell as you look through that they are from the Duchy of Buckings Keep. You know that Buckings Keep has a reputation for being a very martial people. Uh, before they joined the Queendom, so the Queendom was formed of five duchies, which all joined at different times. They were, before that, raiders. They are very militant. They're all about, like, your success in battle. And they provide now a lot of the infantry to the Queen's armies. These guys look like, especially the, the kind of leader guy, look, looking at his badge, has quite a few ranks. He was clearly quite highly, um, quite high up in the, in the chain. And then the people that he was with, a bit lower, but still of significant thing. But you can see their armor is usually really well polished and made to look threatening and scary, but it's all tattered. It looks like they've probably been on the run or have left the army for reasons you will know you will not find out, I guess, at this point. But they have they they have clearly deserted for some reason. Deserters. It doesn't look like the war's going too well. You would know the war is literally basically just started. There hasn't even really... All that's really happened was a couple of months ago, a formal declaration was signed. No battles have actually really happened yet. They're starting to move up towards the front line and maybe a couple of skirmishes here and there, but there hasn't been any formal battles. And also, these guys are pretty... Unless they have been marching for literally weeks, are probably too far away to have uh, been there and back again. They look like perhaps they've marched from Buckings Keep to Falador, where you are. Um, but yeah, why they deserted, you're not sure. Strange, maybe some people who just aren't suited to the military life. Hey-ho, uh, help me put these to the side of the road. We don't want to be blocking off the passage for other travelling merchants, do we? Terrifying roadkill to come across. <laughs> just like a pile of corpses. Everyone's like, Would oh. you rather me leave them in the centre <laughs> of the road? And we'll have to move them. It probably makes a lot of sense. Um, you all bed down, you all have a rest, and all of you managed to successfully long rest, Um uh, Belmont and Valner, you get inspiration from your long rest because you did so well having a good big sleep and also not going down to zero hit points. You guys, uh, uh, Zaga and Derek, just get a normal long rest. You wake up to a pretty nice sunrise. I think it is your, th- yes, your third day on the road. Um, you're slowly recovering from your injuries the day before. Wake up, you see the corpses of the bandits that you killed. Many people have kind of walked past terrified of the pile of corpses. Uh, pretty good campsite guard, actually. <laughs> Just pile of corpses, don't fuck with us. Um, as yeah, you fought the bandits, two of them uh, ran off, and I guess you set off them. What's everyone's morning routine? In fact, that's probably a good question. I think the first thing Belmont's going to do is kind of sleepily arise, wake up, reach for a bell and realise the bell is not there. It's, again, given this is probably your second day waking up, I guess you, this is this is going to take a while for this reflex to kind of break. Nathan, where's my bell? <laughs> Nathan, oh, you look up Nathan's kind of cooking breakfast by the camp. He's like, what? Oh, oh we're in the wild, aren't we? <laughs> Why? I'll give you a few minutes to come around Belmont. You'll remember. I'm not, I'm not going through this again. And I'm just going to kind of s- scratch reach for a paper and that's my morning like trying to get recombobulated why, why do I imagine you having the full on like striped like nightgown that, that is what I have with yeah. some fluffy bunny butt slippers was it got like little skulls embroidered yeah. <laughs> and like the black and white rose embroidered on the front oh. as my family's emblem what about everyone else like I say Nathan's probably the first to arise in fact maybe Nathan was last watch so he's preparing breakfast as you all kind of wake up I imagine Derek wakes up in like satin pajamas, of course, with his initials engraved on them. Are we having pajama wars? Who's got <laughs> yeah. the most elaborate pajamas? Uh, he stands up out of his bedroll 
and rips the torso of the pajamas off, and there's just armor underneath. He, he he's so ready. He rips his trousers off like MC Hammer or whoever does that, like a stripper, and then um, marches with his sword away from the camp. Pauses for a minute, comes back, and asks Spellman what what the direction is. Don't ask me, Nathan knows. Nathan's sat there frying breakfast. For now, just take a seat and we'll we'll set off soon. We need to eat first. Nathan, is coffee going to be ready soon? Yeah, soon, 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 soon. I think Valna would already be awake on the last watch as well because she only has the four-hour trance oh, okay, rather yeah, than a full yeah, night's yeah. sleep. Um, but she's gone off to go do some foraging. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I don't know if we've discussed cuisine of the different races. Um, but uh, elves like a lot of, like you're very careful with what you put into your body yeah. it's a lot of leaves I've got to go and find my a lot own. of fruits probably <laughs> everyone's else rations is, is probably like hard tack jerky nuts yours is like dried fruit compressed into little balls sprinkled with coconut it's a much more light affair whereas everyone else is eating like meat and biscuits yeah. and like, I've got to go find some mushrooms to yeah, roast beautiful. over the campfire oh beautiful you're all kind of getting together oh, how does Zaga wake up she kind of wakes up very Normally, there's nothing too special. The first thing she does, though, is open her diary and write down everything about the night's sleep. You know, she, she's full of her she's, dreams. She's got a dream yeah, journal. She's, what she dreamt about, she's time-stamped when she got up for a pee and things like this. She's just very meticulous. I guess perhaps she notes how much of your vigour has come back from, like, your magic. You're kind of like... Because this is probably one of the biggest, like, you using spells. Maybe you're like, how, how do I feel after I've expended some of that? Um, I'm going to glance at my corpse pal and they're like... <gasps> Your corpse Zaga. pile. <laughs> Zaga. Look here. You can see the point I was talking about yesterday. The circle of life is taking effect as a crow sweeps down as the corpse pile and starts pecking out the eye of one of the bandits. Death feeds life. Death isn't simply evil or something to be feared. It f- feeds a regeneration of the world around it. Zaga's writing down every single word he's saying. <laughs> I-, I do wonder what you're... Are you kind of like... You know, the way everything starts with life, then death, then undeath, and then redeath. <laughs> like that is the cycle and of how things should get be. To be born again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just yeah, a yeah, night yeah. class today, class. Just a bit of death. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit of death. A helping of death. Um, eventually, you all get your stuff together, get, get packed up, and get back on the road as you continue your journey north towards the Agitha Woods. It's probably about a week now before you reach the woods themselves, kind of going through pastoral countryside. But you're kind of coming towards the end of what could be considered civilization. So civilization spreads out from the cities towards the south, becoming a scattering of towns, then villages, then hamlets, and then kind of trailing off into just wild moorland before you get to the woods. You find yourself... Um, at what uh, Nathan tells you is probably going to be the last kind of major settlement. It's a small town, um, big enough maybe to support uh, a tavern, not really an inn, the kind of place that maybe if you pay a little will allow you to sleep on their floor kind of thing. As you arrive to this settlement, you see there is a stream kind of wending its way through. You've been following a little bit as the road follows up towards this town. You see laying before you is a beautiful green, perhaps the perfect place for children to frolic or uh, people to have a kind of party on in the summer. There's You can hear birds cheeping. You can see these beautiful kind of tumble-down stone houses and a notice board of sorts. And it seems like the kind of place that should be busy this kind of day, at least people walking around, making food, looking after the kids. You know that most settlements in Falador prize education, so there's probably a school you should see children kind of milling around past on their way to school or something. But you don't see anyone. It's incredibly quiet. Um, and as you roll into town, you kind of see perhaps the 
something that catches your eye is a notice board of sorts as you arrive. Dragonborn, you've got a loud voice. Maybe you should check and see if everyone's here. Maybe call with your bellowing renditions to your gods, in air quotes, and see who's faithful. Where is our welcome party? (laughs) (laughs) As you bellow out towards this little town, um, for a moment there's a beat, and then from presumably an inn, a door opens, and you see someone poking their head out. Uh, They seem to be a a human. Uh, They have kind of like a a mess of brown hair, and they are wearing quite portly, and they're wearing an apron, which seems to be stained with perhaps ale. I'm just going to go up to Nathan. Maybe he ate them all. (laughs) Nathan just kind of elbows you in the ribs. Um, And as this person comes out, you see they look to the skies and then look back down at you all and they say, can we, can we help? Are you okay? Kind of looks to the skies again, closes the door behind him and starts to walk towards you. Have you seen anything in the skies? Clouds. Yes, birds. Stars last night. Okay, nothing unusual? Um, I've not really been looking. I mean, other than... The stars last night, but I didn't see anything else. I mean, I saw the moon. You see, he kind of regards you all and looks at you. sees, he kind of, I guess, as he looks around the face, he sees the two humans kind of comforting. He sees the dragonborn, which he's kind of like in awe of, and the orc, a bit concerned of. He sees the elf, gives you a bit of a scowl, uh, <laughs> and says, Are you, are you, um, adventurers? Or an academic field trip sent by the university to discover some ancient ruins? We're adventuring. <laughs> that's okay great uh, we've actually got um, some something we could do with your so come inside come inside and he kind of indicates for you is to there ale inside the yes fantastic you have to pay for it of course how okay. much uh, it's four copper a mug yeah sure okay can I have a mug it's like is it like normal copper what do you mean what else would it be I don't know weird elven copper tell you what like this how's this I hold up for a copper. Looks at the copper. That'll do. Come inside. And takes you towards the inn. I imagine Derek's getting some kind of weird vibes because this should be a bustling town, but but there's not really anything going on. Can I use my defined sense to you can. see if there's any yeah, 100%. Uh, evil, undead fiends or anything spooky going on? Yeah, so you don't need to roll or anything. You, uh, you, you focus on your inner self. You channel... Uh, as a gem dragon, you know that Sardior, the gem dragon, lives deep within you. You perhaps channel from that and you draw from your god Bahamut above, trying to kind of focus in on, and you kind of feel your, uh, almost like a sense radiate out from you and your surroundings. But you don't sense any, like perhaps there's a sniff of undead on Belmont, but there is nothing... Um... Just, just my sense, my cologne. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's you, you owe the despair that you put on every, <laughs> every morning. <laughs> Um, that you sounds don't like sense... teen's bedroom. <laughs> but you don't, you don't detect um, anything of that nature. One ale, please, barkeep. Excellent. Make that two. You make your way in. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. Coffee, uh, black. We've got ale. We've got water from the river, which is free. Well, you have to pay for the cup, but... I'll have an ale then, I suppose. Ale. And there are a few people in here. There, in fact, it's actually quite busy. Um, quite a few farmers, it looks like, from their attire in here. They all kind of regard you as you come in, this strange, colourful cast of characters as you make your way in to take a seat. Uh, the bartender gets behind the bar. You hear one of the farmers pipes up as he's pouring your drinks. He goes, Here, Reg, are they here to help? And you see, uh, presumably, Reg, the bartender, goes, I was just about to ask that, actually. Well, what is it you need help with? We've got a... 
We got over the problem as we slide your rails over. We had a we, we rely a lot on farming this community. We um we grazed cattle around here, um, sent it down to the sea. Last couple of days, gone missing quite a lot of our cattle. Don't know what it is, don't know what happened, it, but it, it disappeared. Cows have been disappearing. What we did, we thought, right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll guard them. We'll we'll set up a guard to check out the cow because two or three had gone missing. We were getting concerned about it, right? Anyway, we were guarding the cow, keeping an eye out. Not me, of course, some of the other some of the other lads and the kind of wave were keeping an eye out. Um, heard this horrible screeching, like a like some eagle from the hells below, and it. Uh, uh, it was too dark, they couldn't see. The torches weren't quick enough, but they saw it drag one of the cattle up into the sky like like it were nothing. Dragged it away, poor thing, crying out. And this was last night. We've been in, we've been hiding in here ever since, um, hoping not to get attacked Is by it? it. You've come just in time, honestly. Have the cows been disappearing at night time? Uh, aye. Well, then, I suppose, if we want to help, we'd have to stay here tonight and perhaps camp out in the fields near where the cows are and see if anything tries to get them. We should lay a trap. One of the one of the other guys goes. One of the other uh, people in the tavern looks a bit more well dressed. And he goes, "Don't forget about my horse. They stole my horse. Whatever it was, flew off with it in the night." Everyone can give me an inside check. Nine, seventeen, cool. six, uh, three, three. Zaga, you see everyone in the room roll their eyes when this guy starts talking. Like I feel like this should be the priority. Cows, fine. We can make more cows and get more cows. We need to find my horse. Everyone kind of, you can see everyone's kind of it stays a bit quiet when he says this. Apologies, allow me to introduce myself. He kind of eyes you all. Um, you can see like he's looking to see who he should be addressing uh, in this kind of group. He sees the two humans and ACs. They're clearly resplendent noble dragonborn. Um, and extends his hand and says, uh, Greetings, my name is Barnabas. Um, and extends a hand to you. Derek, nice to meet you. Uh, I, 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 of noble birth, I see. Is it that obvious? Of course. Well, what like recognizes like, of course. I am the uh, local nobility of this town, um, and I'm, I, obviously it's been terrible things happening. So if you could find my horse, I'd very much appreciate it. I've, uh, well, they've strong-armed me. They've put in a reward. Um, uh, I'll be giving 18 gold uh, to you as a reward if you are able to find the solution to this, which I'm sure will be most amenable to you. I accept. I mean... Wait, the... wait, wait, wait. I think we should get a round of ale as well. She makes a good point. You see, oh, you, oh, give, me a, give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. 16. He gives you, for a split second, the filthiest look. Like he looks down on you at the corner of his eyes, his lip curls, and then he looks over at Derek and goes, of course, I'm sure we can handle that as well. Nonetheless, I think this problem should be solved. Uh, too sweet. Um, you should be made for the night, but I, I recommend that you get it dealt with. And then uh, we are, well, I'm sure Reg here will be willing to provide accommodation for the evening. Did Derek notice the lip curl? The, Give me an insight. The disdain. I mean, every human we've come across has looked at me that way. So. <laughs> Derek doesn't notice much. <laughs> uh, so 13? 13. Um, you recognise this look, honestly, part of you. Uh, this is a look of a nobleman looking down on a commoner. Um, was very much that kind of like they spoke out of turn and he was like who the hell do you think you are you think there might be something else laid within that but you mm. can't quite pick that out or you can tell this, this is a nobleman who feels like they've been spoken to rudely alright I'm going to stay tentative against what's his name uh, his name Barnabas. was Barnabas against Barnabas right well I suppose I'll cover these ales and then you, you, you can wait for the evening perhaps you can do some investigations it was in one of the fields off just on the other side of the cold water I'll have a look when I finish my ale right I'm going to leave 
Um, I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, I live in the uh, the large house, large stone house, just across town. I'm sure you'll be able to find me. So, are you wanting us to find out what happened to your horse, or bring your horse back? Bring it back. What if it's dead? <laughs> Kill the thing that dealt with it. Okay, and then we'll get our reward. Yes. That is correct. Is there anywhere we can find some strong rope? Uh, you I would have rope, rope on your. You'll all have like fifty feet of hemp and rope, kind of on you. Nice. So between you, you've got like two hundred feet of rope, which can do a two hundred fifty feet of rope, which can do a fair amount. Okay. This beer is rather flavorless, Nathan. How do the peasantry drink this? If you don't like it, I'll have it. Shh. <laughs> again, once again, Nathan elbows you. Let's be nice. Oh, I miss the university. I miss my office already. But greatness. You kind of perhaps perhaps, perhaps take a seat at a table somewhere in the tavern. Um, again, the kind of the murmur of the tavern increases again as you settle down, but you notice you've been garnering looks the whole time. Again, everyone here is a human. There is like not a single non-human here. So the only two people that fit in are Bellamont and... Um, Mr. Man with Nathan. edgiest armour known to man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, God. Stephen, think. They, again, <laughs> they've just been like, you're lucky they need you. Because they've just been looking at your magical armour with a kind of like, what the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, dressed like some kind of, what is it, Lord of Bones from Game of Thrones. Lord of Bones, bit of skin, that type of thing. Green smoke, edgiest. It's like a metal album. You, you sat around the table with your tankards of ale and have a moment to discuss what your plans are. So I've got some rope. And I've got some arrows, and I was thinking if I tied my rope around an arrow, and then if if I do see something, I can shoot it, and then if we all hold on to the rope and like try and pull it down. I agree. I think our, yeah. our biggest weakness against this whatever it is is that it can fly. I'm yeah, gonna try I can't and fly. lasso it. Yeah. If we all try and get it with ropes, have you got rope, Saga? Well, I didn't come unprepared for this trip. I'm probably the most prepared person here. It'd be really funny if I looked and you didn't have rope. But you didn't <laughs> All have you've rope. got is sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got sandwiches and pasties. Nathan, we packed rope. <laughs> he looks at you. I packed rope. Did you not pack rope? You did not what pack. you did by packing? Belmont, I did not pack your bag. Have you brought things? Got you. And you pick, up, you pick up like a very light bag. <laughs> you're like, Belmont's going to kind of Nathan regards again. What if, what have you packed? As you as you rifle through, you find an ink bottle, a little bag of sand, yeah. <laughs> an ink pen, some parchment, and that's about it. <laughs> and then the food that he and gave the sleeping you. Sleeping bag, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Like the roll mat. Yeah. And he's like, right. We said we're going to make academic discoveries. Uh, I thought we'd be making notes by now. Belmont, we're on the road for a month. Oh, don't worry, Professor. At I've least. got enough notes to cover us both. You can copy them later if you need. That's why she's here, isn't it? For the notes. Well, I thought we'd be... And also... The straight road, off. sleeping bag. I thought I could just take notes along the way and we'd be there in no time. And a month can go quickly when you've got your head in a book. And how do you suppose we help these town people with pen and paper? The pen is mightier than the sword, my dear. Do you know how many pens have condemned prisoners to death? Do you know how many Started pens wars? have helped people Why? to find cows? Because I don't think it's any. Have we also considered the possibility that this thing might be, you know, something pretty horrific, like, a, I don't know, a dragon? No, I think if it was a dragon, people would know it was a dragon. Well, they right? don't know Dragons what it are is. big, right? Yeah, but if it's big enough to pick up a cow with its feet and fly off with it in the night... Big enough or strong enough? We don't know. Yeah, it could be a dragon. If we couldn't even take on a small group of bloody rubber bandits on we the side of the road, how are we meant bandits. to... Rubber bandits. <laughs> rubber bandits. <laughs> <laughs> you damn rubber bandits. 
Is it Stretch yeah. Armstrong? <laughs> <laughs> Stretch Armstrong and the gang. Well, this time we'll be ready for it. So we can set traps. We can prepare. Yeah, we, the, yeah, we walked into a trap. We got jumped. Nathan chimes in. We, I mean, the other option is we could try and find it in its lair. That's, I guess, the two paths well, for us. How are we going to have lairs? Dragons. True. Lair, nest. I mean, it could be... You can all give me a nature check if you want to try and think. If you want to try and think what can fly and carry away life. Technically, Zaga. And sounds like an eagle. Wouldn't, yeah. 13. Wouldn't a human's lair be a house by definition? <laughs> maybe well, it's we're not that, saying it's human. Maybe it's the guy who said his horse is missing. Maybe he's been stealing people's cows because he's bitter about the horse thing. Of course not. The man's the man's a punt, so he wouldn't have the slightest clue on how to do something himself, let alone get his hands dirty. Are you sure this isn't a case of insurance fraud? Do you say that about him being a punt quite loudly? No, I don't feel as if Zaga would. No, Zaga's not very, like... No. Maybe she, she kind of goes, it's like she whispers yeah, it. Yeah, she, she's very lent in. She's very cautious with what she's saying and how she she's saying. She said the saying. P word. What nature checks did everyone get? 19. 19. 13. 13. 18. I'm just considering if this is insurance fraud. The peasants pay, got a big insurance <laughs> bill on their cows and now they're just disappearing. Okay, I don't know if you would be able to determine that. Um, you can definitely have this as a running theory. Um, I'm just I'm whispering it to Nathan. <laughs> Nathan's having a big thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> He's I, kind I, of trying to work I imagine out you've probably it. sat there working out equations like two times this amount of money per like milk per gallon a month. This is how much. This is you know they would save this much time and this much money. Um, all of you except for Belmont, who is busy trying to work out the validity of this insurance scam. No, it could be a couple of things. So things that would make sense. There, there are such things as giant eagles. Uh, which are eagles that are perhaps the size of, like, a horse. I thought you were just going to say, perhaps giant. Perhaps giant <laughs> in size. Um, what could carry a horse? You know there are, yeah. You you got 19, didn't you, Zaga? I did. So, Zaga, you know, you don't know the name of it. You know there is a monster, a bird that is even bigger, perhaps the size of an elephant. You know if it is that giant bird, you're all screwed. Would I? Could I start flicking through my books? Because I'm sure that I've probably got some Ooh, book. Um, I reckon I've probably got a book on yeah, okay. monsters and creatures. Uh, if you reckon you would, I would give you a... Let's give you a history check. It's a 13. 13. You haven't got this specific creature written down, okay. unfortunately. The other things it could be could be a griffin or a hippogriff. Uh, griffins are half lion, half eagle creatures, and hippogriffs are half eagle, half horse creatures, uh, both of which with origins that no one really knows. Um, griffins tend to be more powerful, and they're actually known to prey on hippogriffs, um, and, but both of them have a taste for meat, uh, so it could be either of them, and realistically, both of these are capable of carrying away livestock. Can I go around the tavern and just start trying to get accounts from each individual to see if I can get any sort of information? Because even though the guy said that nobody saw it because their torches were too slow, but maybe someone caught a glimpse of something, whether like they, a feather or something. Yeah. Give me a what? How are you trying to be like nice and talkative? Are you trying to be threatening? She's obviously she's very nervous, so mm-hmm. she is as polite and as okay. awkward as possible. She's just hi. Um, excuse me. So, can you just tell me? Can you give me a little bit of information? Did you see anything? Did you did you hear anything? Is there anything on the ground? I'm going to make this a charisma investigation check, which for you is a d20 plus four. During this, can I be looking around for a pen or a quill? I have a pen and a quill. 
I suppose Zagger lends you a pen and a quill. Okay. I haven't even, you haven't even asked me. I just sense you'd need one and I've just pulled it behind <laughs> my ear and just pulled it out to you. I'm going to lay it down on one of the bar tables, pull out my sword and just... <laughs> Why? On the quill to smash it in half. Why? <laughs> Why did you That was my second favourite quill. You, my mum gave me that. Could you give me an attack roll, please? Yeah. What did I... What was my... <laughs> just let me fucking... Derek, do you reckon you did this before or after she's commenced her investigation? Kind of during while she's distracted doing the investigation. I won't give you disadvantage then. You just got ink all over my insurance. What was your, what was your attack roll? It was a 21. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. You destroy the table. As you lift up your sword, you kind of put it to the door, lift your kind of sword above your head and slam it down. Sorry, is this on the table where my ale is? Have you have you knocked my ear? No, I chose an empty table. Um, everyone kind of goes, whoa, what the fuck? Like, there's kind of murmurs across. Uh, Reg behind the bar goes, what the hell are you doing? I was testing out Belmont's theory. What theory? The pen is mightier than the sword. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh.